Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is Christina Perez, host of 20th Television's new first-run syndicated court show, Christina's Court. Today we will discuss her new show. Christina is a lawyer, television personality, radio host, entrepreneur, business owner, author, and national columnist. She is host of 20th Television's new first-run syndicated court show, Christina's Court. Prior to the new show, she hosted the Telemundo court show, La Corte de Familia, or Family Court. Promotional materials describe her as the first television judge to cross over from Spanish language to English language television. As the first woman television judge to air in national syndication on a Spanish-language network series, Cristina presided over La Corte de Familia cases related to relationships, including physical and verbal abuse, paternity claims, child and spousal support, and infidelity. La Corte de Familia was Telemundo's number two daytime show for four straight seasons. The program also aired in 15 additional countries, Prior to being named host of La Corte de Familia, Cristina made her television debut as host of La Corte del Pueblo, the People's Court, on KWHY in Los Angeles. The daughter of Colombian immigrants, Cristina was born in New York. She lived in all types of places, from one of the poorest neighborhoods in New York to Guadalajara, Mexico, to the border town of San Isidro in California, Hartford, Connecticut, and then back to California, which she has now called home for more than 20 years. Growing up, Christina was exposed to many walks of life, cultures, and deferring problems facing each community. She remembers watching her parents struggle with racism, finances, and adapting to the U.S. culture with a foreign language. She learned to speak English around the age of 10. She credits her family's example and desire to remain close to her heritage and culture for all of her personal and professional achievements. Driven to further build on her family's good fortune in America, Christina and her husband Christopher Gonzalez founded the Los Angeles-based law firm Perez Gonzalez. Their practice focuses on immigration, entertainment, athletics, technology, corporate business and investment fields. A frequent speaker at events around the country regarding law, business, women and community empowerment, and women's health, Christina is an active member, leader, and advocate of numerous charitable, community, and professional organizations. She serves as a weekly attorney co-host on Radio Univision in Los Angeles. In 2005, Christina was selected as one of California's Women of the Year for her community activities and was named one of America's top ten Latina advocates for Making the World a Better Place for Women and Latino Rights by the national magazine Latino Leaders. Her first book, Living by Los Dichos, a collection of life lessons Christina learned from her family and continues to apply to her personal and professional life, was recently released by Simon & Schuster. Christina, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you and, uh, and our audience. It's really quite my privilege. Christina, you have such a broad and diverse curriculum, and you seem to have your finger on the pulse of so many things. How do you describe your work when people, when you meet new people? How do I describe my work? I describe my work by saying it's my passion. It's it's what I love to do. It's what I think uh, I was meant to be here on this earth to do. I 
Law is something that I've always loved. It's something that makes me tick. Uh, dealing with people also is something that has been such a big part of my life uh, for, for so long. I was taught by example from my mother and my father that you give back as much as you can. Uh, if one door opens, you walk through it. If it's something that feels good in your heart and you take advantage of it to be the best person you can be, but always somehow trying to contribute back. Um, and that's what I've always tried to do. It's the law and, and TV and, and writing about who I am and my culture. Those are things, and my themes are universal. They're not just for me as a Latina woman. I think the most beautiful thing is that you know we can divide ourselves and say, you are Latina, you are this. But what we feel inside as human beings, that's a universal feeling that, um, that is undeniable. Do you think of yourself first as a lawyer or first as an entertainment, first as a judge? I think of myself first, I think, as somebody who loves and respects what she does uh, and who has great love for it. I think that's very important in whatever career you face, and I will always try to be as true as I can to it. Uh, to my personality, to myself, and uh, but you know, obviously, I think of myself as, as as a lawyer, as as somebody who defends the law, who brings it about. But now, you know, I've been blessed with this opportunity to continue working on television on Christina's Court, and it allows me to combine the most beautiful thing about the law, which is people really expressing their feelings. You know, the law I always say is very cathartic. People can express themselves, and these court shows not only do they serve a great public service uh, because they take away cases from our overburdened uh, small claims court. So we hear these cases, and they're legally decided, and all the decisions are binding arbitrations. Uh, but we allow that person who comes on Christina's court to really give me the reason why. Why are you really suing your best friend of 22 years? How did you guys get here? So not only do we educate on the law, uh, but we also develop a story, the backstory, and legal arguments that are that is really not seen. And I think uh, that's a human connection that anybody who watches the show can see. Would you tell us a little bit about the new show, including the format? Christina's Court is a court show. It is a program that analyzes legal disputes, arguments between people, whether they're family, friends or strangers that are suing each other for a reason. And like other court shows, uh, the most beautiful thing about the court show, Christina's Court, is that there's always a beginning, a middle, and an end. There's a resolution in, in, in the case, and I think that's very important for the TV viewer to see that actually in half an hour you are able to see what happens or what the consequences are and what what happened at the very end. I think it gives the viewer a feeling of satisfaction. Not only did they learn about the law, but they also got an, ins an insight as in maybe I'll never do this or that's what I'm supposed to do in those situations. I think also what makes Christina's Court a little different than other court shows is that we look at the family, we look at the relationship, uh, the, really the backstory behind the lawsuit. It's so sad that nowadays we see families are really torn apart by sometimes really insignificant things and often pride gets in the way and uh, separates the family members or the friends. And what we try to do is never have anybody come to the court and leave in a worse off place than they were when they came to see us. Um, I think that's very important to me. It's very important that I don't, I, that I really associate myself and, and understand not only the claim but the reason why they're suing. I, 
I always say that um, for me, it's I'm not above, you know, I'm not above uh, the litigants. I don't consider myself above the litigants. There's no gap between the litigants and the bench. My job is to resolve a, a legal problem, and when I can, is to bring people together. I don't want to wear rubber gloves. I'm not afraid to touch them and understand uh, what the problem is. And I think that's what sets us off, uh, sets us apart a little bit from a lot of these shows. Why do people, or do they have a choice, why do they go on the show? Well, I think people go on court shows um, not only uh, if you think about it. It is a way where sometimes there's vindication. You know, you are actually proven correct in front of that friend of 20 years or you're proven wrong. It's, I think it's, it's, a, it's a place where you are really allowed, as I said before, you're really allowed to really express yourself and, and give the reason why. And if you're right, you feel great because you're right. Uh, but I think most importantly, it really allows them to develop their story. I think if you went to a... A court system in your in your city, and for example, in Los Angeles, Miami, Chicago, New York, those cities are very, very overburdened with cases, and a judge will do their job, and they're going to look at the legal claim, uh, but they may not want to hear a lot of the other things, the other reasons, the whys, the this. They'll decide the case under the law, which is what you're supposed to do. We take that just a little bit step beyond, and obviously, we have to stick by the law because that is what we are meant to do. First and foremost, foremost, respect the law and follow it. But we also give them that chance to really release their emotions, to explain to us why you're doing this. Uh, often on Christina's court, we find that people come, and it's like a confessional. <laughs> they say the why and that I'm sorry, and they admit that they were wrong. And that, I think that's a lot. That, that has a lot to do with the reason why they come on it. It's somebody asking the question and them actually admitting that they were wrong. I think it's a sense of, 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 of it's a sense of, you know, they were, they admitted they were wrong and things are better now with, with, with themselves. So it's, I think it's an interesting dynamic of the reason why I think case is different. But there's always a little bit about that, that they really want to just express their story and tell their story to somebody who really wants to listen to it. Do they have a choice? In other words, what is the process? Does somebody sue somebody else in small claims court, and then they're told you have to go to Christina's court? What, what we do is that um, what producers do, we go to a lawsuit is public record, so we go to different cases, uh, different court, uh, court systems or courtrooms and in the nation and we look at the dockets and we look at the stories, the interesting stories that we would like to develop or that we think are, are worth telling a story, um, something that our audience would, would sympathize with or would agree with. And we always try to put a story on that, that not only shows a legal lesson or demonstrates a legal lesson, but also gives a lesson to the rest of us about life or about responsibility or about being honest to yourself so we go to different courts and then our producers pick those cases and we ask them if they would like to go uh, to air their dispute on on the court show and if they do uh, they sign the the contract that you know gives us permission to listen to these claims but they have the choice of saying of I want to go to a regular court of course they do they always have the choice are they compensated financially or in any other well, way? They are. They're given a, a an appearance fee, and then of course we have to pay for their traveling, and that's that's something that they 
uh, it would be only fair for us if you're, you know, if we're in Houston taping and they live in California. So we take care of those incidentals. But, you know, we find that a lot of people who do come on, on the court show, um, you know, the majority of them, it's, it's, they, they, they like it. You know, they are able to really express their feelings much more uh, than not. And uh, for us, you know, we want to respect everybody's claim and, and everybody's point of view. You mentioned Houston. Are the cases from different parts of the United States, or is there a particular geographic location where all the cases come from? No, the cases that we air on Christina's Court are from different parts of the United States. We just happen to tape in Houston, uh, so we have to bring them from the different cities to Houston. How do you work around the issue of jurisdiction in in terms of if you are bringing cases from other states and holding the court session in Houston, how do you deal with those uh, jurisdictional yeah, issues? Well, what we do is uh, when you sign an arbitration agreement, you use law, general law, and, and they understand that there is specific no jurisdictional law that's taking place. We use more equitable law and common law in that sense where everything is fair for people. We try to... Uh, always stick to the jurisdictional, if there's a specific sta- uh, specific um, rule or regulation or, or um, specific law of their state, it's something that we're very, very careful with because we always want to respect the state uh, where they come from. Uh, but generally, most of these cases that come to, to small claims courts are general contract law claims, uh, dispute claims that, you know, under equity and under common law you can decide and you're, you're being just to all the, all the jurisdictions. But we're very careful about that. We have a good team, uh, not only myself, but a good team um, of, of lawyers that we look at all these claims very seriously because this is somebody's life. You don't want to uh, disrespect them in any way. In terms of the actual limit, if you will, I know we're talking about small claims, but, of course, that also could vary from state to state. Of course. What is the cap of the the financial amount or the the limit, if you will. Well, we try to stick uh, generally to the to the state also, but we have a general cap. Um, you know, some states now are fifteen hundred, some are seventy five hundred, some are only five thousand. We try to stick to the general cap of five thousand. This is binding, right? Well, Even they're, though they're binding, they're, they're binding arbitrations that, that uh, the decisions cannot be appealed. So even though it's an arbitration. Once the decision is made, it's a legal binding decision. Yeah. So they have to follow your ruling. Yes. And is there a jury? No, just like in arbitration, there's not. Just like in small claims courts, a judge, there is no jury. That's why small claims is is designed to hear claims that would not, you know, obviously the monetary is something that you look at, but the small claims, um, in the majority of small, I'd say all small claims jurisdictions, there is no jury. What would you say constitutes the majority of the cases that you hear? Is there a particular type of case that's most common? Is there a particular type of claimant that is present most often? Well, we think that the most common, I would say the most common type of claim is a contractual claim. Uh, But as in the litigant, uh, we have such a different... um, we have professionals, we have uh, homemakers, we have young college students. We really, on Christina's Court, try to show what, who America is. That's, that's what we do from every ethnic um, 
every ethnic uh, you know group to to different classes we 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 try to get cases that you know represent America where there's not one specific case that we always go after um, and like I said it's hard for me to say oh for sure we always do this because what we try to look at is the story uh, behind what they are what what they're suing for but you know we have very mainstream people we have very um, you know professional people we have a couple times of young people because I think you want to have a different variety you know America is different America represents everybody who we are, right? So that's what we try to do. I think it's only fair, and I think it's truly reflective of, of, of our country. Is there a particular ethnic group? You mentioned ethnic groups a moment ago and, and how you try hard to be comprehensive in your approach. But is there a particular ethnic group or ethnic groups that are represented more often than others, either because they file more claims or because the types of claims that they file lend themselves better to the show's format? No. we. Um, you will see Christina's Court every day, and you have a different person uh, from a different background, from a different segment of society. Every day for us is different because we don't look to book cases based on who you are, where you came from, what city you live on, what you look like. We look at the story behind people, the reason why they're suing. Is it something that we not only can learn from legally, because that is the primary reason any courtier should be on, it's that legal lesson, but can we learn something else from there? Can we learn a, more, a lesson, a valuable lesson about family, about relationships, about being responsible? That's what is important to us, is not only to bring out that legal claim, but to look at those other things, and we find that you can't. You can't just fix it into one person or one type of person or one type of city or one type of, you know, of, of profession. It's, it's impossible. You can't. And I think it's good for, for any show to, to show a wide range of, 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 of people. Who are the people in the audience? Who is watching the show? Who is watching Christina's Court? Well, we um, we are there to attract everybody. I think uh, that our show has been on since September, and it's really attracting everybody. We have become the number two uh, new show this season, and um, we are there to attract everybody. I often say that Fox has been very innovative, always differently. They've always done things differently. They have very diversified programming that reflects all of America. And they've always attracted a wider audience. And, um, you know, in this situation, I'd like to think they recognize talent, of course. But I think that they saw somebody who happens to be Latina but reflects what America stands for. You know, I think I, I'm here to attract everybody. I, I stand for family, for, for hard work ethics, for respect, for family values. And so I think that... You know, I come from the American dream, and, and I represent what America stands for. So I think that generally we hope would attract not just an 18-year-old, but a 35-year-old and a 40-year-old and a 50-year-old and a 70-year-old. That is our purpose. When and where does the show air? The show airs nationally. Christina's Court airs nationally on the Fox Network or on their new network, which is called My TV Network. So it depends on each city. For example, here in Los Angeles, it's on Fox's uh, network, which is My13, um, and it's air at, here in Los Angeles at noon every day. So depending on your city, you would have to go. You can go to ChristinasCourt.com and Christina without the H 
and we have a listing of city and the channel that it's on. It's a Fox production. As I said, it's aired in many stations of Fox or the My Network, and at times we have affiliates who are ABC or CBS, um, and they're aired on, on those uh, networks. But for each independent city, you would have to look at your, uh, at your listing to see where it's, where it's aired. And it's a half-hour show, you said earlier, right? It's, it's an hour block, so um, we have two half hours, and most of the time, one half hour, we will have one story, one one legal claim. At times, we have two legal claims in one half an hour, but generally, it's one full hour of Christina's court. In a full hour, then, you usually have two cases, sometimes perhaps three or four. Exactly. Christina, how does this compare? How is it similar? How is it different? How is it familiar to what you were doing before on Spanish-language television? It is very similar in the sense, well, let me start again. It's the, the, the only difference is, I would say, one of the major differences is uh, the language. The language is completely different, obviously. We went from Spanish to English. But when you come right down to it, it's, we're talking about human emotion, uh, the human heart, the human mind, and that you know that transcends any culture, any any language, any any place that you're from. So that's the most beautiful thing. It's still doing dealing with a human being, and we all feel the same, and we all hurt the same. So we all get angry the same. So it's in that sense, it's very much like that. Are the types of cases that you hear similar? Are the the audience? Not, I'm sorry, not the audience, but the claimant's responses and behavior similar? Well, I think what is the claimants, the litigants, they are, um, each case is different, so it's hard to say, you know, looking back five years ago if they were the same, but what you sense is that the the sense of, of irresponsibility, the sense of um, blaming it on somebody else, excuse after excuse, the the sense of being hurt by somebody who promised to do something they didn't that is common amongst everybody it doesn't matter what you know who you are so i think the the, the stories generally the legal claim may be the same but it's the story behind and it that's different it's why haven't you done this you signed a piece of paper and you know you owe the money why haven't you why haven't you paid it uh, so every case is so different that it really opens the eye you know, nowadays the law is here to help and protect, and I think sometimes we abuse the law sometimes and we take things for granted, and um, there's, there is too much, not, too much irresponsibility going on in the world for, for people not to realize they need to take responsibility for their own actions. So I think that's a very common theme that you see. Before being the host of these two shows, were you a judge in, in the legal environment? Uh, no, I was not. I was a practicing lawyer um, and uh, with my practice. What led you to, to this type of practice? It's, it's very different, and most attorneys, I imagine, would be shy of something like this. Well, you know, as a lawyer, I think, as a judge, as a lawyer, you are an officer of the court. Your job is there to analyze facts and apply it to the law and always to get the truth. That's something that I've always done in my career is, you know, get, get to the truth. And we as lawyers, um, 
act as judges and arbitrators uh, to help and relieve the court burden many times, and that's what we, that's what we do. Uh, for me, it was an experience that happened without me really wanting it to. It was an opportunity that was offered to me, and I, when I did it on Telemundo, I realized it was a wonderful way to not only um, entertain, uh, but most importantly teach about the law and develop stories that sometimes you can't develop in real life um, in, in a courtroom. So I thought it was a very, it had a very valuable tool for, for our society at times and, uh, and for, for entertainment. And it's something that I, I, lo I love to do. I, I really like to, to talk about the law and, and love to talk to people. So for me, it just ended up being a great, uh, a great mix of both. How does it feel to, to sit there and listen to your claimants in your courtroom and make decisions, binding decisions on their behalf? What's that like? Well, it's, it's, you have to understand when we make the decisions, when I make the decisions, I, I look at every single fact. I look at all the evidence that they've submitted and that they haven't submitted. You know, you listen to their testimony. Um, and these cases that we do, we do for, for quite a long time in, in, in Christina's court, and what's aired sometimes is just a small uh, tidbit of what actually happened. But we look at everything just as serious as we would. I mean, this is, this is, this is serious. This is, these are people's lives. So I am comforted that you make a decision based on the law and all the evidence that's given. Sometimes people aren't always happy with your decision because people always think sometimes that they're right. But I have to rely on the law, and I have to rely on the comfort of knowing that I followed the law correctly. Um, and, have, have, you know, I think people understand that. And even if they lost, they understand why. And it's important for me to make them understand this is why you did not claim victory today because this is what happened. Either this is what you did wrong or vice versa. And um, it's, it's a hard situation, of course, but you have to be very objective and follow the law very closely. And look at what you have. It's like in anything, people are sometimes happy and sometimes they're not. But you have to be sure that if you maintain true to yourself and then true to the canons of the law, that you are making a right decision. How do people respond? Do do they get particularly happy? Are they emotional? Do some of them get upset at you? Oh well, you it, it's amazing when you do these shows how people just open up and they cry it's like a release and they cry and they confess and they they say i'm sorry it's 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 so different from case to case it's really wonderful to see how people are willing to open up and then when they're wrong admit they're wrong and when they're not you know and, and be forgiving it's, it's really quite amazing to see people's responses and we try to be very respectful of people and what they want to say and you know if we ask a question and if they answer it they answer it but you know for me, it's very important to be very respectful and, and to try not to go anywhere where it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect them in any way, and, uh, and we explain that to them. And, but these people are just incredible. People who come on Christina's Court are just really incredible people who have a great story to tell, so I really admire them all and respect them all. Would you say that your experience in the Spanish-language program and that your background as a Latina bring something extra to the program? I would like to think so. I think yes. I think that my experience, I had over 1,000 shows under my belt when I started this show, so I was comfortable in, in, in the situation. I was comfortable in the scene. I was comfortable talking to people 
in front of others. And for me, while we have an audience, because sometimes we do have invited audience that sit in front of us, for me, what is most important is speaking to that plaintiff and that defendant. It's what they have to say and try to be as equal to both as possible. So there's a comfort, there's a level of being more comfortable doing this because of the prior experience. And also, you know, as a Latina, you know, I am an American. I am Latina. I always say I'm 50-50. It's, it's part of my life. I can't give either one up because I love the most. And I try to live my life where I'm, I don't sacrifice anything of either one of my great cultures. And I think that comes across a lot on the show on Christina's Court because, you know, I say things in Spanish. Sometimes, you know, I just say funny things that I, you know, a dicho that my, my mother would say. And people think it's funny. And and sometimes I think the way I am and the way I talk to people is very expressive. Um, and I think that sometimes that makes people feel comfortable. And uh, my executive producer always says, you just have this knack where people tell you their life story in less than five minutes. <laughs> so I think it, it definitely it, it, it has helped me. I mean, I am who I am, and I can only credit that to being a Latina and how I was, ra how I was, uh, how I was raised by my wonderful parents. Do you think that as an immigrant who has lived the American dream, you have a greater empathy that you're able to share with the participants in the show? Well, I don't think I have a greater empathy. I think what it is is that I, like I said, I do not consider myself above any litigant. I am a human being just as they are, and I just happen to have this fun, colorful background that helps me express myself. So I, I think that's, that's the key. Do you still practice law? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I dedicate myself to Christina's court. I can't leave the practice of law because I love it. Uh, but obviously we, I have to concentrate on this. This is what I'm here to do. This is, you know, this is extremely important. Is there an area of law that you like the most or that you have specialized in? Uh, the area of law that I love the most is immigration law. It has uh, become a passion of my life. It's, um, it's helping professionals from all walks of life, but particularly helping professionals, um, actors, athletes, entertainers, business investors, college-degreed individuals really establish themselves in, in the United States. And that is that, and it, from all walks of life, not just professionals. That has been such an incredibly rewarding experience for me. Uh, being able to somehow knock down uh, the stereotype of what an immigrant is, because when we talk about immigrants, we forget about the famous scientists and the doctors and uh, the school researchers and the professors, and you know we forget about all these wonderful contributions that uh, that are immigrants, and we forget about our workforce that we need every day, and and you know it's wonderful to 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 remind people that um, you know musicians and actors and entertainers are also immigrants so it's it's really quite a rewarding experience there is no feeling like helping somebody really establish themselves in america and reach one part of their american dream there are no words to describe that what's next what's next <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> i say uh, i always say you know god's been very very good to me and um i can I can only just pray and have faith that, you know, I just take things one do next, you know. I open, I just, my main goal is that I've learned a long time ago you have to live in the present and just have to make sure that you are yourself and, and happy with what happens today, that I can go to sleep feeling okay, I feel better today. 
Um, and so that's my, my immediate goal. Is, you know, I have future goals of what I'd like to do, but I have to be really good at what I do and, and, and be proud of myself, not only for myself, but for my, my daughter and, and my family. I, I, it's very important to me. So I figure, you know, every day we'll get a little easier and, and we'll figure out what's next. What suggestions, what advice would you share with our listeners, particularly in relation to understanding and reaching Latinos in the United States, and of course many of them are immigrants, what what thoughts would you share with them and what kinds of suggestions would you care to? Well, I think it's very important for anybody to understand that the Latino community is so dynamic. We come, we come from all walks of life, all different types of cultures. Um, we are professionals. We are people who work hard and cherish, cherish family. I think that's, that's something that's really important. I think it's, it's understanding that that's who we are. Uh, you know, it's, it's the culture background that, that we have, I think, is extremely, extremely important. Um, and, you know, it's, it's we have um, a, a life of, of passion for family. And we are multicultural, so I think uh, the, what's important for us is, is to realize that, you know, we come from all walks of life and we are part of America. There's no reason to at some time separate us uh, because we, are, we live here, you know, now second and third generations are, as we said, we're multicultural, and, and I think that's something that's, that's very important. Thank you, Christina. Thank you so much for, for having me and uh, for letting me talk. <laughs> it's been my privilege and my pleasure, and uh, as I say, thank you so much. And to our audience, thank you for listening to Christina Perez, host of 20th Television's new first-run syndicated court show, Christina's Court, brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicNPR.com, providing you essential information on America's largest minority. Please share your comments, suggestions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicNPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicNPR.com. That's editor at HispanicNPR.com. For more information on how to reach Hispanics with marketing and public relations tools, visit our resources section at www.hispanicmpr.com. That's www.hispanicmpr.com.